0: Welcome to the Cork Creative Podcast. With this podcast, we hope to shed some light on the creative work that Cork's artists and business people are doing and to give them a platform to discuss their journey to now, plans for the future and lessons learned. If you would like to learn more, please visit CorkCreative.ie. I am Jordan Hennessy, your host. I work for Flux Learning, a digital education company proudly situated in Clannacilty, County Cork, where I live and work. Today I am joined by Niamh Morrison, a self-taught jeweller with over 15 years' experience. Niamh is a big lover of her West Cork surroundings and when she's not out enjoying it, she is using it as inspiration. Today we discuss the silver lining of an accident that spawned her jewellery business, her love for what she does and the material she uses, the continuous learning that she engages in and using the challenges presented by a global pandemic to help move her business into the online
1: world. You're very welcome to Cork Creative News. Thank you very much for having me. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Um, You're a self-taught producer. Can you tell us a little about how you got into making jewellery?
1: Well, it started, I was always making things. I was always into craft. And then when my children grew up, I thought, okay, it's time to get back. And I had a little bit of a misfortunate accident with a horse and ended up in intensive care for quite a while and hospital. And as luck would have it, I had ordered a book on jewellery. So my husband came in and said, sit down, read that, shut up. (laughs) That's that's how it started, because he knows what I'm like. I'd always be running around the place. And I came out of hospital and that was it. I ran with it. It was a craft that just suited my personality down to the ground. And I haven't stopped since. And
0: how did you decide to turn those skills that you'd learned um, into a business?
1: Well, after a short while, there was a, a friend of mine was running a market for a charity and she persuaded me to come. Now, I've got to say I was there going, oh, my God, I can't come. I'd be useless, blah, blah, blah. But I went And when customers came and started talking to me, well, I was on a roll. I so enjoyed myself and I still sold some pieces, which was wonderful. And it just gave me a buzz. Mm. It was the conversations with the customer, finding out what they liked, what they didn't like. I was just buzzing afterwards. Mm. So it kind of went from there. I put back my shoulders and I went to a market in Kinsale. Again, nearly shaking, thinking, <laughs> oh, my God, he was in the um, Temperance Hall in, uh, in Kinsale. And I managed to get a space and that was brilliant. And I have been in that space throughout the summers until COVID, obviously. Mm. And you met a group of friends and it just grew from there. Mm. And the rest is history, really.
0: How did the name Hen Jewellery
1: come about? Like- oh, that was himself. He's fierce, bright himself. He He decided, because I came and I said, well, what am I going to call myself? So he said, hands, ears, neck, jewelry, H-E-N. And hen was born. Gosh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Simple, which is, you know, what I wanted. Something really, really simple. And uh, that's what I've been ever since. And jewellery. Uh, how would you describe your jewellery then, you What I like is nice, big, solid pieces of silver. Mm-hmm. I, I don't do fine and dainty. Mm-hmm. It's, I, there's nothing dainty about me. I like nice, big chunks. I tend to uh, make for myself in that it's got to be comfortable, easy to wear. I don't take my jewellery off that often, mm. even though you should, okay, we won't go into that, but I like to be able to wear it. So it is solid, recycled. I use a lot of recycled silver and copper. I'm into melting those silver and copper so that the shapes are organic mm-hmm. and they replicate nature. I like things to flow. So when when I melt, I actually then let the metal decide what it's going to be. Okay. So I, I, I love that. Oh, crinkly, textured, loads of texture. Mm. Texture absolutely gets my heart thumping. Mm. So I could be out um, in the footpath and outside the house, beating the bejesus out of a piece of silver on the concrete. Bricks. I use a lot of materials. I have a big uh, rolling mill, which we call Big Bertha. <laughs> and I can tin foil lace silk sandpaper that you just roll through the mills yeah. with the silver and the copper and that gives you that beautiful texture. Mm. Was, oh, really organic. But that's what I love. That that's what so good solid pieces of silver.
0: And do you find the whole thing therapeutic?
1: Oh yeah. Oh my god, yes. Absolutely. Can you imagine spending your day Yielding a hammer, eating the sh- sugar uh. <laughs> out of stuff. It's great to get rid of your frustrations. Um, yeah, it, it is. It's lovely. It's I like. I have done lots of crafts over my over the years, and this is the one that I get the, so much enjoyment, enjoyment out of. Okay, because there's no rules. Mm-hmm. It's how I perceive it, and that's what I like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. You just go with the flow then. So it it's just kind of it's a kind of an organic process as such. Absolutely. Yes, I like I, I like those shapes because nature, there's nothing symmetrical mm. in nature. Mm. It's all organic and that's what I like. Mm, mm, mm. Um, yeah. And I embody one. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> that's a great quote. If I ever <laughs> I heard one. <laughs> It's my life. <laughs> I, anyway, if you knew me well, they go, yeah, that's her. She's just a bit wonk. <laughs> See, I don't like symmetrical. Yeah. I just like just to be a bit different because there's so much jewelry out there that and, and lots of it beautiful. Don't get mm. me wrong, but it just isn't me. I, I just can't do it. Now, mm. yeah. I have to be yielding these big hammers. And just beating the bejesus out of the metal. Very good. I have a, a very a good friend, a mechanic up the road, and he gives me these huge three, four, five pound hammers. Uh, and I can tell you they wreck havoc with the silver. You must be in great shape. <laughs> I am. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I work out, I do my workouts at home. Yes. <laughs> Very
0: good. Uh, And can you tell us a little about the process involved in producing a piece of jewellery?
1: I knew you were going to ask me that and I thought, (laughs) okay, well, let's take a ring. They would be my most popular pieces Mm -hmm. of jewellery. Women love rings and it's great. Mm. We love our rings. So what I like to do first is I always start with a really thick, thick piece of silver. So spinner rings, do you know those spinner rings mm. where you have the outside yeah. which twists spinner, worry, fiddle ring, whatever you do it? They'd probably be one of my best sellers. Mm-hmm. So I would always start with a one millimeter thick piece of silver, which is quite solid. Mm-hmm. So you've got to decide what size you're going to make. So do you remember a good old pie back in your math day? Just, just Yeah. About. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he's my best friend. Two or So trying to get somebody's correct size. Mm-hmm. You know, let's face it, rings have to be comfortable Mm -hmm. and fit correctly. And then you have to shape it, texture texture first, shape it, solder. And then you have to make the outer rings. Mm -hmm. And I make one of them, a lot of them from uh, recycled electrical capling, copper. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, I recycle. I also recycle from my old hot water cistern. That would be a lot of work. Uh, Brake hose piping in cars. So that is a tubing, which is just the right diameter. But anyway, back to my ring. I'm gone off on a tangent. So it's to get the outer rings. Then you've got to, again, pie, get the outer rings so that they actually twist. But when you flare the outside of the inner ring, they need to be able to sit so they don't fall off, Mm -hmm. but actually spin. Okay. So there's a lot, lot of work, but that is probably the faster part of making a ring, the slowest part is filing and sanding. Mm-hmm. My g- greatest thing is when a customer goes, puts on the ring and goes, oh my God, that is so smooth. That fits beautifully. I, You know, there's no rough edges yeah. and that's what, I, that's what I like to do. It's got to be comfortable because with all the work that I do, it's got to fit nicely and how do you know when is enough enough you know like when do you know when the piece is done or well with something like ring it's trying to fit fit it on and Mm. feel that it's actually fits for pendants and things like that sometimes I'll just put something aside Mm -hmm. and I'll just sit it just in my peripheral vision so I just keep looking and looking and eventually one day I'll, I'll either come back to it or go Yeah, nope. I'm happy with that. It's how I envisage the pieces that I do. Sometimes I do an awful lot with um, waves, the sea, because Mm -hmm. I swim. Mm -hmm. And it's just to convey the texture of the ocean, Mm -hmm. the movement. That's probably it. It's like in the movement, the waves against the rock, the way they pound the rock and to try and get that texture. And if I think I've got that, then I'm happy. And uh, what kind of materials work
0: well together and what, what don't? Or have you ever used materials that have just gone, oh, no, not this isn't going to
1: work? OK, well, I work, as I said, mainly silver and copper. Copper is difficult to work with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's what we know as a dirty metal mm-hmm. because when you heat it, it, it just becomes dirty and it might not solder. Now, I've been working with it for a long time now, so I kind of got the knack. now. Don't get me wrong. You have bad days where everything just goes to. Posh. (laughs) We won't use, we won't use bad language. (laughs) Everybody has those. It's a dirty material, but I love the contrast. Now you could have the contrast in gold, which is absolutely divine, Mm -hmm. but then you're getting into uh, such an expense. Yeah. You've got to know your customer. Mm -hmm. You've got to aim for your customer. I want to make mine affordable. Yeah. And if you know, gold is what, 30, 40 times the price of silver. Yeah. So when you get into that, that's kind of serious stuff. I work with, I work with those. I work with all precious metals because I use heat mm-hmm. and I use solder, everything is soldered, it's precious metal. There are other metals out there. There's a metal called Argentium, which is the same amount of pure silver, it's nine to five silver but the other materials are different than in sterling silver. Okay. It is beautiful. Some people work with it. It is beautiful, but it is tends to be shinier. Okay. And I like, ugh, I like texture and it's just awkward to work. I've worked with it a few times. Yeah. And if you cool it very quickly in water, it fractures. It's, it's, I've just haven't given it the time, but then I decided, no, I love all that. <laughs> Of, of the texture. Yeah. And I don't want that to be so shiny because the sea isn't shiny. You know, life isn't shiny. Mm. So I just want to. So that for me doesn't work. And I don't work with anything that isn't precious metal. Okay, perfect.
0: And what or who are your biggest influences? I know you were talking there about the sea. Like, would you find yes. that that would obviously influence you a lot in your oh, journey? They, uh,
1: well, nature, because I swim. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm not swimming, I'm walking the dogs. So I'm down at the beach seven days a week. Okay. I also ride horses. <laughs> Still. <laughs> yes. I'm. I Oh God, I well, I spent years teaching and examining riding. So, So I have a horse. So I go down to the beach with him as well. But also just when you're riding about, just walking about. The other day I was riding past some old farm. I mean, it was really fairly... Decrepit mm. looking you know mm. it hadn't been lived in for years but you know I was just there looking and there was a little lean to and there was a little little window that was squiff off center so they had this lovely lean to and this window off and I went ah, I'm going to make an earring where I'm going to put a piece of cu- copper and it's going to be squiff and it's going to be and it, it was just brilliant another one was a, oh I'm, I'm getting carried away now because I'm going to make this is a it was a five bar gate that was falling apart. And then there was one piece that had fallen down across. And I thought, yep, I'm going to make four or five pieces of wire and a piece of copper going at a diagonal because that, it, it just gets my brain yeah, yeah, yeah. brain going. It's just brilliant. Also, I'm I'm lucky. I With the COVID and all that, I became just more into Instagram, social mm. media and that. And I have found some, uh, I suppose you call them friends now, but they're American metalsmiths. And they're great for putting up little reels and little how to do things. It's amazing what you learn from them. And they've become, you know, really, as I said, good good friends. So I can actually send them a message and say, how do you mm, do that? Mm, it's great. And they will come back. So it's it's great. So it gives me, you know, some help in teaching mm. and learning because let's face it, every day is a school day.
0: So it's a, it's a good mix of where you get your influences from. You're like yes. just walking, as you say, like the everyday items obviously inspire you and then you can Absolutely. go online and just also get influences from there. So it's a great mix of 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 things that you do. It mm.
1: is. It is. It's, well, when you get see something, sometimes you might be able to work out, OK, how do I incorporate mm. that? How do I technically so those people are great for the technicalities because mm. you mightn't be able to do it. But walking around, I mean, why? What isn't there to yeah. see in in down at Inchidani Beach? I mean, Red Strand, Long Strand, out in Galley mm. Head. I mean, it's just amazing. What, for me anyway. And I always think
0: as well, when you get out and about, like, you know, if you're in a car, you don't really see a whole lot, like, but if you, like, no. I often see that, like, I'd often go down for walks down towards the galley head there. And it's just the different views that you see and the little things that you would completely miss from the inside of a car, you know? Absolutely.
1: And if you look down, look down yeah. what you're walking on, it's it's amazing as well. Like you can see different
0: beautiful things when you least expect them, there might be this most beautiful view, a hedge view, but just a little gap in a hedgerow might be just give you that little idea or inspiration
1: as well. Absolutely. And I always have my phone and camera with me. So I'll take a little shot and then bring it home just so that I have it then. Has the onset of COVID been like difficult for you? Oh, Of course, of course, yeah. as you can hear, uh, markets were my thing. Mm.
0: So mm. that's
1: where, that's where you meet the customer. You get an idea of what they're looking for because you get tons of feedback, plus you get the buzz of somebody buying. So now to transfer that to more online has been, yeah, that, that has been tough and it has been tough for everybody. At the beginning of COVID, I, the enterprise board, I went and did a website. Mm. That's been great. It's fantastic, but just actually learning then to promote it.
0: I know it's a whole new skill
1: set, isn't it? Yeah, it is. a Thank you. A whole new Mm. skill set that I am constantly learning and it's constantly changing, Mm -hmm. you know, but then to try and convey, you know, I miss miss the feedback that I Mm. I miss the conversations that that is. So you're trying to do that through social media Mm -hmm. to see who your customer is, see what it is that they want. Because it's no good just making for yourself. At the end of the day, you do have to sell and you want to know what they want. So that's that's been um, that's been tough.
0: Has it been difficult to try and get that feedback from, you know, through
1: the social media channels? What, what I did do, what I have done is I've done a, f- a few virtual markets. Mm. It was brilliant, but it was tough. Mm What I I kept encouraging is, please, please give me comments. I'm doing a virtual market, but really, I want you to help me to see what it is that you want. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what I I did. In fairness, people were very good. And I got, you know, I love this. And will you do more of those or will you do bigger earrings or shorter earrings? Mm. You know, so I got a, a feel for what people wanted. So that that was good. Also, I do a lot of um, reels on Instagram, showing process, showing shots, showing you know, not just mm. selling. It's just, please, just what do you think? Yeah, yeah. what do you think? It, would you would you buy this? What is it that you like about it? What don't you like about it? And getting some feedback. So, but it's been tough. Tough. Yeah, <laughs> it's just learning. It's yeah. learning how to do it. Yes.
0: Do you think that COVID helped to kind of bring on that aspect, you know, of your business, the more online? Has it helped you? Kind of maybe gave you that kick that you mightn't have actually done without it?
1: (laughs) Tremendous. It it would be a size 13 shoe up (laughs) your backside.
0: Yeah. Because
1: I can assure you I wouldn't have done it otherwise. Yeah. Absolutely. So you just had to completely change what you do. So now... It's brilliant because it's an extra asset to the business. Markets are trickling back, but mm. they're they're not back. So not back it is properly. no, no. So it's still it's still my business is online. You know. So
0: like hopefully when COVID is gone, oh. hopefully you'll have quite a you know you'll have the online
1: as well as the in person. Absolutely. I'm I'm kind of at the stage thinking, you know, if I get my Christmas markets. Yeah. If I get my Christmas, because the Kinsale one won't be back this year. And why it was great was it was the tourists. So you have the Americans, the Australians. They were brilliant. That's not going to happen for another while. So you just have to think, right. Park it and just get on with it and get the Irish back buying. Yeah, and they have, and in fairness, they have, they, they are more aware of, of, you know, support local, support the small crafters. They definitely has made them more aware.
0: And I can imagine like how Americans must love your jewellery because it's quite, it is quite Irish in its, in its um, style, isn't it? It's, okay, okay yeah. There is a big kind of Celtic, I think, influence in your oh, jewellery. excellent. Well, there you go. Customers, uh, customer feedback. Yeah, I think so. Like I, I can, I can understand why, like if I was coming from a different country, like going, I think it really represents um, the locality really well, as and it's It just is very reflective of just the environment that we, that surrounds us, you know?
1: Well, yes, the wild Atlantic coast, which they're yeah. selling, all, you know, all the time. Yeah. But, but that's what makes me tick. It's just yeah. amazing. So
0: And you're representing that then in your jewellery, which is a good, yes. it's good to, and it, it's a, a great thing to sell.
1: Absolutely. Well, they they, they want, you know, a lot of these tourists, they want something that they reminds them of their holiday Mm. so that when they can get something representing the sea, which is what a lot of people see in greenery, is what Mm. they, and the mountains, that's what brought them here in the first place.
0: If you could only take one type of jewellery with you, like a a ring or a bracelet or a necklace, What piece would you
1: take with you? Oh, it's earrings every time. Earrings, earrings. Put on your earrings. You are ready for the world. Take it on. Yes, Yes. (laughs) you go, girl. (laughs) Yes, bring it on. You know, you you can tackle anything. When I slip those on going out the door, definitely I'm in earrings.
0: I suppose like earrings you can kind of take. Well, I know for me, like it's probably the only jewellery other than maybe my my wedding ring. My earrings are about the only thing I wear, even though my favorite piece of jewellery is a pendant. But when you have children who would literally choke you, yes. take it off you, it's not an option. But like literally earrings and, and my my ring is about the only thing that I have at me at the moment. But I will be back to my pendants when my children allow me to. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just feel like you're dressed and you can take on yeah. the world. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what it is for me anyway. Yeah.
0: And there's such a wide range of jewellery offerings out there, like cheap costume jewellery that you can buy in various shops and up to expensive jewellery from high-end jewellers. How do you differentiate yourself in such a wide-ranging
1: market? Well, the thing is, you've got to educate people. And mm-hmm. that's where doing these reels, going to markets, when you explain to people what you do and the passion, if you can show passion for your work, I, I, I think you've, you, you, they're sold. That you get mm. so much enjoyment and you can show What it is that you've put into it, because let's face it, your heart and soul goes into each piece. I mean, that's just the way Mm. it is. It's what I do. So that's where it is. And I just feel, look, if somebody is looking for a ring that costs a fiver or something like that, they really aren't my customer. And that's fine. Mm. Good. Go go buy. And again, the diamonds and the high end pieces, that's not me. And Mm. there are some amazing artists out there. So they wouldn't be coming to me for that. I am for your good, solid chunk of silver. So I've just got to show, show as much as possible, the love and care that's gone into me making and then just fingers crossed that I find my tribe and, you know, they're happy to buy from me. Mm. That's all you can do. And if you enjoy what you're doing, hopefully you can convey that to the customer who will know what it is that went into this piece and, yeah. and and enjoy it as much as you've enjoyed making it.
0: There's a lot of love, sweat and tears oh. going to, into your jewellery. And, and <laughs> cursing, lots of cursing. <laughs> oh, my God, you have no idea. And, and do you get like many burns and stuff? You were talking earlier about like soldiering. Or, well, like, well, I
1: used to, I used to, not as much as I used to. Um, mainly not burning myself a burner, lots of other things but it's to remember not to pick up the piece because you're going oh, yeah. going oh god that's lovely did that work did that fit did that stick i think i'm getting wiser in my old age so not as much i think probably the most thing is the hammer
0: the Hell hammer yeah.
1: the <laughs> hammer down in the tomb <laughs> and you can hear me swearing from uh, wherever yeah that that's that and the other thing is when you're piercing, sawing, so you've got a really, f- mm. really fine blade and you're going and it's just to get your fingers out of the way. Yeah. During COVID, when I had time, I started doing these sort of landscape type pieces, which would be, I did, you know, a whale jumping out of the mm-hmm. water. Oh, and yes, then, yeah. and you can imagine like the piece itself is only about a in or 25 millimeters in diameter. Mm. So the whale's tail was maybe three, four. Mil- I mean, you're Gosh, talking yeah. my newt. And yeah. I, what I do is I actually saw that piece out of silver or copper. So it's tiny. So I have real heavy duty magnifying glasses. And the other thing that cries me mad mm. is I drop things. You drop them. Oh. OK, you drop them. <laughs> and I have dogs. OK, so oh. dogs and dropping. So and, and the thing is, because I've got tile floor, it bounces. It could oh. end up anywhere. So you've spent yeah. hours doing this. Now I have a little tray, but what is happens is it drops into the tray and then it bounces out of the tray oh. and it's <laughs> <You're> gone. <laughs> gone. That drives me ballistic.
0: You're down on your hands and knees Hans trying to find these
1: little. <laughs> being licked to death by a, a retriever and la- labs, black labs, and you're trying to get them out of the room because then they sort of send it flying somewhere else. So, yes, that's, it's chaos. utter chaos. Sounds like fun. <laughs> it is, it is. It's great. <laughs> They're my assistants.
0: Uh, do you, like, f- photograph your own jewellery yourself? Yes, and, uh,
1: yes. And does that take up a lot of time? Oh, y- yes, and yes, and yes. So, again, when I went online, you needed... For photographs and it wasn't something that I did. So I'm, I'm a part of Corecraft craft and design, which is an mm. amazing organization. So what somebody just came to me and said, look, your phone isn't great. And I was doing mm. an upgrade. So I went and I got a great, a good phone with a mm. good, good camera. So mm. I learned that's what I did. The first first lockdown last March, 12 months, I started learning how to use my phone. Mm -hmm. Because if you can imagine, silver is really, really difficult to photograph in that it reflects Mm -hmm. everything. So you've got to photograph it either early in the morning, late in the afternoon, where the sun Mm -hmm. isn't so high. And because it's kind of white, silver, obviously silver. Mm -hmm. But so it's quite difficult to get to convey what it is you're trying to do. And that's why I started learning myself, because it's great getting professionals Fantastic, but one because everything I make is different, it's financially not viable, mm. and also two, I want people to be able to see what it is I'm trying to to see the texture. Yeah, maybe I've three dimensional, which I do a lot. So you want to see it from the side, For people to realize it's, realize it's layer on layer on layer, so they can get that feeling, which is difficult if they don't see it in person. And when Mm -hmm. they're buying online, certainly for myself, you want to convey exactly what you're selling. So people aren't disappointed. At the end of the day, you want customer satisfaction. You want them receiving your piece, opening up the the envelope and just opening up the box and going, yes, that's better than what I thought. And that's to me is, you know, that's what you're trying to do, get customer satisfaction. So I had to learn how to do it, edit, because you've got to edit them. And with social media and everything, you need it to be able to do that as well.
0: It's great to see that like, you've so much activity on your social media, lots of um, great photos and videos that, that give a real kind of sense of the, the behind the scenes yes. to your craft. You know, And it's so important nowadays that, People get to see the behind the scenes. They just want to see the the finished product, which is obviously beautiful. But it's nice to see the work and the effort that goes in behind it. And the
1: story behind it and what made influence me and what I was doing. And it also, as we spoke earlier, educates people. Mm. It's it's a lengthy process doing everything. And and then I, I think there's a greater appreciation.
0: And I think, too, is that I like the way that, you know, with your photographs and the videos that you take and you put up on your social media, you, a lot of them are like set in like by the beach. Or, yes. And it's nice. It kind of reflects the, the piece of jewellery, which is it's really nice
1: and makes it just come to life. The funny looks I get. Now, I go, I'm down at the beach. I, I tend to go to about half six in the morning. But I, I'm not joking you. Arse up in the air. I'm down oh. on, <laughs> on my hands and knees. The dog's going ballistic trying to get that angle of it under with the sun because y- y- you just don't want something boring because that just gets yeah. boring.
0: It looks a lot better than if it was placed on a, a piece of black card, yes. you know, so.
1: That doesn't convey what I am. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, not exactly. what I am. Nope. And I have lost people, pieces, not people, lost pieces in the sea. Because you're there and you're just close. And then a wave comes the next minute. Oh, oh no. And off it goes. And I'm roaring like a bull going
0: out to retrieve. That's that would be a bit of a challenge, wouldn't it? Yes, yes. It's, it's fun. <laughs> what are it's, your biggest challenges? Getting the, my items the jewelry from the sea?
1: <laughs> the sea, yeah. Because I, I like to do it on the rocks and to get the waves behind. Anyway.
0: So what are your biggest challenges <laughs> leading on to retrieving, that next question? <laughs> yes. <they're>
1: retrieving. <laughs> my biggest uh, challenges really is, is, is um, just learning. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's getting better. I, w- I want to be the best that I can be. And mm-hmm. it is just trying to do that, trying to work out in these day and ages is what people want, what the customer wants, what they mm-hmm. like, because you could go to a market and one day you sell all rings and then you come back the following week and nobody's looking at a ring. Mm-hmm. So it's just ever changing, ever evolving. And just trying to educate and get out there what it is I'm about. Mm -hmm. And if you like me, brilliant, follow me. And that's brilliant. And if you're not, that's absolutely, if you're not my fan, that is fantastic. That's okay. You know, there's plenty of people out there, plenty of jewelers. So it's just getting out there and and ever-changing world and customer and trying to find your, your, your customer, your tribe.
0: And are there any peer groups and networks in
1: Cork that you find particularly helpful? I know you oh, yeah. I touched on Cork on Craft and design, have mm-hmm. been fantastic. I kind of fell into them. I was at a Christmas market in Douglas, and weren't they just around the corner? They had a shop there in the the shopping centre when they started out first. Mm. And there was somebody manning it, and I I knew her from college back back when, mm-hmm. and she goes. But you joined us. So I joined and that has been superb because mm-hmm. what we have, we have in Douglas and the Woollen Mills is a shop. And we're made up of over 100 crafters mm-hmm. and some sell in the shop, some don't. And because we have to give a day, day and a half, a month to manning the shop, if you're in it, you meet other craft because they're always coming in, filling up the shelves, doing whatever. And I have learned so much because there's okay. they're all just single. Most of them are just one off crafters and they, you know, you might be there going, where'd you get your business cards? I love your business cards. Mm. And they're so happy to help. And we run uh core Craft month in August, and that's loads of workshops, lots of galleries, lots of exhibitions. So you're forever challenged because, mm. you, you know, you've been asked to do these things. So that's good because, again, I, I'm always, you know, you don't want to be in your comfort zone all the time. You've got to just be pushed a little bit. And we've started running markets again mm-hmm. during the summer, one, one a month. And we'll probably do them in at Christmas. And that's a lovely experience because there's food, there's um, music. And then there are all, so you're all crafters. That is, you're guaranteed it's made in Corkin County mm. and you can get to speak. To the crafters, and it's just fun. It's it's just a support system, which is what you need because most of us are on our own.
0: It's an opportunity for like-minded people just to kind of get in. Absolutely,
1: together. absolutely, and um, the, it's amazing what you learn. Just just silly little things that you mightn't have thought of. You, you know, I had somebody asking me, you "I know I wear a mask mm-hmm. for protection for the lungs," and I had a potter, and he was saying, oh, "God, I keep coughing," and I went, "Ah, oh, aha I have this mask. This is what you need to wear. You know, it's practical as well as as technical skills that you learn from them. And more than anything, it's having a good giggle and a laugh. And, you know, you're not alone. That I, I just love it. They, they would be my biggest support. And then the other people that are, who are friends on Instagram who give you comments and feedback, because remember, we thrive. I Thrive on feedback from mm. my potential customers. I just love it. So I'm always trying to say, please, 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 just, <laughs> just, just, you know, tell me, you know, it's not all about selling. It's, it's yeah. not for me and I'm, I'm sure it's not for a lot. It's, it's all about, you know, educating yourself as well. So.
0: Which piece of technology or software can you not live without? Is it your phone? iPad. iPad. It.
1: The one thing that came out of COVID, which I really uh, kind of liked, is a lot of courses now have gone online. So I, c- I can now pick and choose. So I want to be constantly learning. So I you can do these courses now online. Ha, Fantastic, brilliant. isn't it? Uh, yeah. And uh, taking phone now, I would, my phone, I suppose I take photographs, but because I'm getting a little bit older, <laughs> I need a bigger screen. So I I can then, everything transfers onto my iPad yeah. from my phone so then I can do all my editing do my courses do my Instagram so I can you know YouTube mm. I mean my god the the list is endless Mm-mm. so it's it's just the slightly bigger screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, 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 yes, The, the world so. has
0: become a lot smaller in terms of being able to do these things, but you still need the bigger screen to be able to see things properly.
1: <laughs> I need this bigger screen because I'm as blind as a bat. You should see me when I'm working. I have my reading glasses. I have the everyday uh, magnifying glasses. And then when I can't see a bloody thing kind of glasses that are on the top of my head, which is so... Super, super uh, strong because they're my blind oh. glasses. <laughs> and then, I mean, I, you're, you're, you're too young, but when, when you put down a pair of glasses, I mean, it's bad enough <laughs> losing one pair of glasses. But when you have three pairs oh. of glasses, it is a disaster. No, that, that's not good. <laughs> not good, not good.
0: What are your plans for the next year coming up now, Wash? What? Okay, next
1: year, more online. More online. I did a course there recently on, um, it's called Kimbo. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. And what that is, um, as I spoke earlier, gold is so, so expensive. Mm. But there is, you can get a gold foil, which is so, 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 so thin. Mm. But you can add it to your pieces. It's a whole process, but it fuses to the silver. So you've got a bit of gold without the huge expense Mm. of solid gold. uh, Yes, solid gold. So I did a course there, uh, I don't know, March, April time. And I'm going to follow on from that from a a more advanced course because I just loved it. So I've started incorporating that. So even though it'd be a little bit more expensive, it's not nowhere near, Mm -hmm. you know. So I really enjoyed that. And I want to do more on etching and other other Mm. courses. I do etching, love etching, but just to be more advanced Mm -hmm. in that. That's really is. And just getting better, Mm -hmm. better, better, better. That's just improving the whole time. So it's a continuous kind of learning, isn't it? Yeah. Continuous. I mean, the scope is endless. Mm. So sometimes I feel, you know, I have to sort of sit back and say, okay, you can't be good at everything. What is it that attracts you to what you do and then focusing on those Mm -hmm. that I really do have to, because I'm a bit of a scatterbox, and I'm there. Oh my God, look at that. I want that. I want that. Oh, I want to be good at that. You can't be good at everything. So just sit back, take a deep breath and say, yeah, what is it that I love about what I do? Yeah and just get better and just, you know, that's really what I have to do because I'm like a a child in a sweet shop.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I suppose like there's so much out there that can be learned and it's probably like, you're probably like going, oh, I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to do that, but it's probably just to hone you in so that you can just do focus on this thing first and then maybe move on. But I can imagine it's, it must be very
1: exciting. Like you just want to you. It is. It's um, It's You just see something that somebody's done and you go, oh my God. But then you have to realize, well, there's a lot of processes. So every time you do something and every time you learn, you you can just start expanding what you do, but at the same time, not going crazy because otherwise it's like a whole new uh, thing that you have to learn. Mm. And, and then, then you have to buy more tools, <laughs> which is a real hardship, not... <laughs> I'm addicted to <laughs> So addicted. I mean, imagine having a fetish for Hammers. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> but it is, it's brilliant. So just learning, learning and keeping up you know, with the customers and learning what they want. And, you know,
0: and I suppose all the whole social media aspect, there's a whole like that's a whole minefield in itself,
1: trying to keep yes. on top of all those kind of things. Yeah. Well, it is. It's it's very time consuming because quite often I do something really chuffed with myself and then press the wrong button and zip, <laughs> it disappears. Ah, But it's all a learning curve. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I tell you, I'll be in a Zimmer frame and I'll still be learning this stuff. <laughs>
0: ah, that's what life is for, isn't anyway. <laughs> it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so what's the most valuable thing that you've learned over the years that you think would be of benefit to others starting out? Like what mistakes or good choices did you make that you think would be of benefit to others?
1: Well, the, the thing about building and starting your own business In 99% of the time, it takes time. Patience, patience, not something I have huge amounts. So so I think it's being realistic. Don't be hard on yourself. It's not going to happen overnight. Learn, Mm. continually learn. You've got to make sure you enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Number one, do you like what you do? You hear so many people in jobs that they've hate. Mm. And to be there must be just soul destroying. So if you like something and you enjoy doing it, that's half the mm. battle. Take your time. There will be so many ups and downs. So many things that you kind of go, oh my God, am I ever going to get there? But you've got to believe in yourself and have a support system. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a potter, join the Potter Society, you you know, woodwork, whatever it is that you do. You need people that are around that say, yeah, I love your stuff. Your stuff is fantastic. You know, keep at it, Mm. keep at it. But it it does take time and it's no use saying that it's going to happen overnight. And you've got to be prepared for that, whether you can keep on your job part time while you build up. That takes the pressure from, I I worked, you know, it was only a couple of years ago that I actually, now I was another part-time job uh, that I actually gave up and gave full-time to jewellery. So it just allowed me to be able, because it's expensive, Mm. you know, all these things take money. So it allowed me to be able to buy the tools, be able to get started without being broke. So at the end of the day, there are bills to pay.
0: It it obviously takes um, the pressure off then as well, I suppose, people, you know, if they maybe have something like a part time job or 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 still do your full time job whilst you're getting your business up off the the ground, you know? Yes,
1: I think most people you find that most people I've spoken to in core craft and design, they they just started slowly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and as it progressed, then they either went to part time and then eventually, yes, eventually it is all consuming. That's some good advice, Niamh. These
0: things do take time and it's so important to believe in yourself and what you're doing and to have a good support system in place. Thanks, Neav for taking part in our podcast. If you want to learn more about Niamh and her work, you can find more information and web links on the Cork Creative website.